winner here with? Emmy Award winner, Christian Okai. <laughs> oh, he's won an Emmy. Christian, Christian, Christian. Please, please elaborate before we get into our uh, our season preview of a season that's already started. Well, I actually, not legitimately, we, uh, I, I was a, I, a, I was a production assistant on a, a piece we did at Madison Square Garden, and I actually won an Emmy, so yay me. <laughs> So the Emmy award-winning podcast that we have here. <laughs> Emmy award-winning podcast. I like the sound of that. You want to know what's more fun? That we're saying we have an Emmy award uh, for our podcast now, and Paul isn't even here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that I'm getting the shots in early. Um, so we're doing an NBA season preview for a season that's already started. Uh, we're going to run through this a little faster than most podcasts. Uh, I'm going to get right into it, and we're going to preview the East first. Um, Christian, I I have some early takes on this season from what we've seen so far. Um, but the, the thing that's interesting to me uh, is that, you know, a lot of people look at the top of the East and how deep the East is this season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the teams that everyone was so high on was the 76ers and the 76ers first game they played the Celtics and you know they they struggled a lot of times in the game when they I mean James Harden what has been a common theme in these first two games they lost the Bucks just moments ago James Harden we, we were wondering Christian you know what was the biggest questions this season how is James Harden gonna look and I'm like I think he's gonna have a bounce back season I don't think it's gonna be anything like nuts but I think he's gonna be better I don't know about you. I think he's looked great. I think that I, I fire a Sixers fan. That's easily the biggest positive so far this year. He's looked really good, but here's the problem. Doc Rivers. <laughs> and yeah, they, just just go ahead. I'm gonna let you cook on that one. I was gonna say Doc Rivers. <laughs> and let's be honest. The 76ers and especially James Harden, when they get to the playoffs, they just choke miserably. So I just, I still, I, it doesn't matter who they brought in. Yeah, they brought in P.J. Tucker and Daniel House, and they have Montrez Harrell, they have more depth, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're still not going to win. <laughs> they just don't. And here's the thing. A lot of people, including myself, think that in, in the modern NBA, you have to win with guards. You have to win with wing players. Can you win to an extent with bigs? Yes. But who's the last dominant big that won a championship. Dirk? I mean, Anthony, yeah. Davis. Anthony Davis, but he had LeBron. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It, it's, like, it's, you, and and, and well, let's transition to Embiid for a second here because Embiid in the first two games, they get the first game against the Celtics, they, you know, there were times a lot of people point out and look kind of disinterested. And tonight, boy, he was awful. Tonight, this whole game, Harden was carrying them. Maxi was pretty good. But, you know, Joel Embiid was six for 21. Like minus ten, they were playing clearly better without him. The Sixers were down thirteen in the second quarter, in the third quarter, or in the early fourth, uh, and with and then they came back when they took and beat out of the game. It's not great, Um, but what you know, my my top eight. I'll just say now, my top eight eight before the season in the Mm -hmm. East, I had the I think I had the I had the Bucks one, the Sixers two, the Celtics three. The um, the uh, who did I, ah, I can't believe yeah, I have to look at 
I, I did not have the Hawks four. I was decently high on the Hawks though. I had the I had the Nets four. I had the uh, I had the Cavs five. I had the uh, Hawks six. I had Toronto seven, and I had the um, I think I had the Knicks eight. And no, I sorry that no I sorry the Heat seven and the Raptors eight. Um, now that I was, I took a lot of fluctuate. Like my, I fluctuated a lot with those picks. It's really hard, dude, especially in the East. It's really hard. <laughs> I was gonna say the Hawks being better than the Heat is one I still feel like is gonna happen. I know that's kind of crazy to say right now, considering the Heat was so good. You know, the, even now I'm wavering on it because it's Spolster is so good, but I'm just not a fan of this Heat roster. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. Well, I'm not a fan of the Heat roster. They kept the same team basically, right? And they just lost. But PJ. they lost. They lost PJ Tucker. You know, Kyle Lowry and them are a year older. The Oladipo's been hurt to start the season. It should be really interesting tomorrow. You know, the Celtics are playing them. Yeah. Um, I mean, be, listen, they'll be in the mix, but. Like my philosophy in the Eastern Conference is like, yeah, here's how I look at it. I think you have the elite teams. In my opinion, the elite teams are you guys, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Then I think you have the contenders, which would probably be the Nets, the Heat, the Hawks, and uh, the Sixers, right? Then you have like the teams that can make the playoffs, but like, are they really contenders? No, not really. And that grouping would probably be like, I don't know, like that. The Knicks, you know, the Wizards, maybe the Hornets, the I'm blanking out on some other teams, like you know, you, you, like the teams that you think, like, eh, you know, like do they really have a chance? No, the not really. Pistons. Yes, maybe. and then you have yeah, exactly, and then you have a team towards gonna be absolute trash, which are like Orlando and. I'm uh, not so low on Orlando this year. I mean, Ben Carroll looks like a really really good prospect that's all i'll say they're they're more they're definitely not the complete bottom feeders i think they're gonna be right. they were the years the, past at least they'll be in the mix but they just they're gonna give you like a hard time this year it's not gonna be like a 30 point win every time you play them but they're still not like quite quite up to snub you know and yeah. i forgot to mention the Cavs. i think the Cavs are definitely in that contending group but the, but to me the two best teams are absolutely you guys number one for sure you have the most depth the most talent and then the bucks and there's just too many questions with the other teams like for instance the nets right like okay yeah it was one game they got destroyed by the pelicans but what what could you take from that game and say this is a good this is good to see like you i don't trust ben simmons i don't trust kyrie irving kevin durant is great but can he really carry them you know and what about I mean, their the, the defense the defense the, well here's the thing Ben Simmons has to give them more than that. Like he's on a perfect fit now. He has no excuses. Like if he stinks this year, end of story. He just stinks. And you know, that kind of gets us to the Nets. Like the Nets have a lot of things. I mean, they're all I said it before the season, like on paper, they're the best offensive team in the NBA. But I'm not sure it's gonna be like that. Like they like on paper, they should be able to score against anyone. But right, but on paper. When on paper they had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, they didn't get to the conference finals. That's true. No, you're <laughs> and not wrong. And and okay, and here's the thing. And again, Paul might think this is just us hating, but it's really not. Can you really trust Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons to fully no. commit to an 82 game season? No. Hell no. Kyrie and Irving. That you, you're, you're also forgetting Steve Nash too. Yes, that's again coaching is very important as well. 
Yeah, they just they have a lot of flaws. But the thing about the Nets to me, I feel like this year I've been trying to like predict them. I think they're going to be a very boomer bust team. I think they're going to have some amazing performances where they look great. And they're going to have some nights where they look like they did in the first game. They look tr- like trash. They could, they like the Nets could win the championship, but I just don't think they're going to. Like the rely, like you said, the reliability factor is not there. Right. Um, and, and, and here's the thing the one thing that I would say is their biggest weakness besides their defense is their lack of, of, of bigs. If they have to yeah. play against you guys and Robert Williams and Al Horford are healthy, they're going to just feast on Nick Claxton and Kevin Durant. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to play Kevin Durant at center? And Al Horford's going to destroy him. Well, I wouldn't say destroy, but Al Horford's going to do a great job on him. You well, know? that's the thing. Like, the, the, the thing that really killed them against us last year was our size, not really not uh, just in the paint, but, like, our size on the perimeter is just complete difference to them. Like, they have... Seth Curry, they got Patty Mills, who are good players, but they're short, you know? And, and now added Brogdon, who's also another good, like, you know, serviceable 3 and D player with great – he's a great all-around player. Like, it just adds to the to – the, to, it's going to be harder for them to, like, beat you guys, in my opinion. Even the Bucks, because, like, who's going to stop Giannis? Nick Claxton, he's going to he's gonna fucking cook him. Now, here's the thing, right, right. Uh, yeah. where it gets interesting – with the Brooklyn Nets and this kind of transition into kind of getting into that other part of the category with like the Cavs and the Hawks. Yeah. Um, do you think, do you think that the Nets role players are good enough to win a championship? Well, I mean, listen, if TJ Warren comes back healthy, you have Seth Curry, you have Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal is solid. I mean, they have, like you said, they have the pieces, but again, I just don't trust them. I just do not trust them. I really don't. They and need I, a lot. Of, they need a backup center like that. They, they like, and like you said, class center. Not, <laughs> yeah, like they, they, they have the Brooklyn Nets are just kind of in a weird spot. Like they, they, they. I don't. If you had to ask me today how they're going to be, I, I would honestly. I mean, I think everyone agreed. I tell you, I don't know. They're kind of like the Pelicans in a way, where you don't really know how they're going to finish. I know it's an overreaction. After one game, I'm actually firmly in on the Pelicans personally. Um, I think they're going to be really, really good. Uh, But I I think, I think, yeah, for the Nets, that's why I have them fourth. So the Cavs and the Hawks at five and six. Um, Absolutely. The Cavs have the big, they have a lot of potential. They do, but they have one killer flaw. And this is why that's going to not, they're not going to a championship this year. And it's that as much as I love Garland and Mitchell, that backcourt is just, just too yep. small. Yep. Like no, no matter how, no matter how good you are defensively with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, who are both great, you could see in the first game against Toronto, the Raptors were just picking on their size, you yep. know, and like they were forcing guys like Garland and Mitchell to close out on shooters that are taller than them, who are not going to be able, like Mobley and Allen have to work extra time to cover for these guys, you know, right. Like, and, and again, you know, you brought up the concern from the Jazz playoff last year where you, you were saying, can you really win with Donovan Mitchell? He looked checked out. He looked choked. We'll see what the new, you know, we'll see what the new team, how he plays in the playoffs. But again, you know, it's a big risk for the Cavs. It's a great, great move they made. Right? We all agree it was tremendous. Why not, why not go after a, a, top, a top 20 player if you can, right? And not give up a lot. So we'll see. Again, they, 
they're another team where they're, you know, they're oozing with potential, but maybe they're not quite there yet. And same thing with the here's Hawks. What, here's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. I think their decision to start Karis LeVert is a stupid one. Like, that is – he does not feel like a guy that should be starting next to Mitchell and starting next to Garland because he doesn't provide a defensive presence either, and he's not an off-ball guy. He needs the ball. I really don't understand it from the Cavs' perspective. They should start Isaac Okoro. They should start Chetty Osman. Like, yeah. they need to start a guy that can play off those two as opposed to being a kind of ball-dominant guy. And I think you're going to kind of see them change. I'm going to bet one of my bold predictions is by, like, game 20, Karis LeVert will not be in the starting lineup. Like, I just – I don't see it working. I could see the Cavs getting off to a slow start, honestly. Like, I could see the Cavs kind of being a bit a little disappointing early on and kind of needing some time to get in a rhythm. Um, so the Hawks, I think everyone's kind of underrating them, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I think DeJounte Murray's really good. And I don't think like, even though they're six, I think they're a dangerous team. I, but I think the problem with them is it's just Trey Young is such a defensive liability and the Hawks are a team that is just not reliable. Like they, they have nights where they shoot the lights out and when they shoot poorly, it's basically been game over for them the last few years because they can't defend like it's right I, and, and and if they have to go up against a a, a better coach than like eric spolstra you saw what he did to them in the playoffs I and mean, he just basically took trey young out of the out of the series and they couldn't do anything and like yeah. you know for how great dejounte murray is he's not gonna be able to carry an offensive load like they're gonna really need john collins and deandre hunter to really step up and can those guys really provide a scoring punch for you i don't know yeah, it's 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 going to be really interesting to say the least. Um, so I think I think another team, and then now we'll kind of get to the top, and and another team that should be very interesting this year, and the team I'm picking. Well, I, I hate picking against the Celtics, but I'm going to just do it because of the email shit personally. But I think the Bucks are going to win the East this year personally. And, but I, you know what I, I'm wondering, Christian. Yes. Do they have? Are their role players good enough outside of their big three? And I was, honestly, like, I was gonna I say, I don't know. Like they're, they've got some suspect role players on that team. Grayson Allen, I mm-hmm. think, is an extremely, extremely overrated player, personally. I think what they're missing is a couple of bench pieces, honestly. Like, I think, you know, he, Brooke Lopez is okay. You know what you're going to get out of Bobby Portis. He's solid. Connaughton is okay, but I really think they're lacking a couple of other guys. Like, they really need to maybe in the, by the trade deadline get two more players. And they don't have to be, like, amazing six men. Both. They just need a little more depth because they think their depth is kind of, like, lacking. And, honestly, the biggest thing for them is really just health. If Middleton is healthy, if Holiday is healthy, if Giannis stay healthy, they'll be in the mix. And I think, again, they're probably the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. It's and Right now, I would say if I had to do a percentage-wise, it's 51-49. Like, I'm going to give the benefit of that to the Celtics because they have more depth. They're younger. The only thing, again, with the Celtics, too, when we're going to get very prone. Absolutely. I was going to say injuries, big concern. And again, the the whole thing with Ime, is that going to really, you know, 
I don't want to say ruin the season, but how much of an impact is that going to have? Here's my opinion. I, I still think this, and now we'll kind of transition to the Celtics. I like how fast we're doing this, by the way. This is, <laughs> this is a good pace. Um, so the Celtics this year, I mean, they played their first game against, here's the thing that annoys me about this team. Have you, and I've mentioned this to you before, obviously. Um, have you noticed with this Celtics team, whenever they win the first game the last few years, they've been terrible every year. 1819, they won their first game in a blowout. They sucked tasks. 2021, they won their first game against the Bucs where Tatum banked in the three to win the game. They sucked ass. Like, and now this year they do it. But I'm gonna say it. I think this year is gonna be different. I think this team, I don't think this team is gonna make the finals. I think it's gonna be an insane series with the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my take. Um, but this team could be excellent. Like they have talent. They just have talent. They got Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. Yeah, they don't have Gallo. And it should be interesting to see how a guy like Sam Hauser responds to real minutes. It should be like Carson Edwards and Nismas obviously failed in that after having great preseasons like Hauser did. Um, should be interesting to see if guys like Noah Vonley can keep contributing, Blake Griffin. And the Jays, you know, J- uh, you know the cycle of Jason Tatum. He always starts every season poorly, like every year. And then by midseason, he becomes a beast. And Jalen Brown is the guy who always comes out fast. And that first game, Tatum played great. And I do wonder if if the uh if the if, if like if, if this team, if they get both the Jays locked in how good they're going to be. Like you mentioned, injuries are a big concern. We've already seen Galatera's ACL. We've already seen Rob get knee surgery and he's likely out until January. And you've got, um, you've got Malcolm Brogdon, you know, who is a very injury prone guy. This is a team that has, you know, Al Horford is getting older. There are some concerns with this. And then like, of course, like you mentioned the EMA thing, how will Joe Missoula adjust? And, now, I will say from the early impressions you get, the players definitely seem to respect him. I mean, Joe Mazzula uh, is a guy who – Joe Mazzula is a guy who is 34, though. You know, he's 34. Yeah. He's very young. Like, he's a guy who has never coached at an NBA level before outside of being an assistant. He was behind the bench last year. And I get it. I, you know, I heard the story that Winhorse, Brian Winhorse said about Joe Mazzola and that Utah wanted him as the top assistant to Hardy and he was number two in their head coaching search. And no, I get all that. I, I think Joe Mazzola is a very bright guy. From what I read, he came up with the defense that made the Celtics so good last year. And that mm-hmm. was Rob Williams basically playing free safety off mm-hmm. the worst shooter on the team. And that completely changed everything about the season. Like, we became a complete juggernaut after he made, did, made that adjustment. But apparently Joe Mazzulla came up with that idea. And I, I didn't believe that at first, but the guy who said it, I, I, I forgot the guy's name, but he was a verified guy. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to choose to believe you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and also to be fair, I know Derek White mentioned when he got traded to the Celtics that they were, he, was, <clears throat> he was told, if you want to learn about the defense, talk to Joe Mazzulla. I think Joe Mazzulla is a bright guy. I mean, he coached under Brad, coached under Ime. I mean, like Ime said, he asked 
uh, all the players on the team, like, is there a guy you want me to keep as an assistant? And they all said Joe Mazzulla. And so I think Joe Mazzulla is capable of doing this, but like you said, it's an impossible situation. Like, how do you come back after, you know, your boss did God knows what, you know, and tarnish his reputation and now, you know, you have to take over for him at 34 years old and you're behind the bench last year. My opinion, I think this team has too much talent to completely fail. I think they're going to take some regular season games off. I don't think it's going to be, like, egregious. But I still have them at, like, 54 wins, personally. Maybe the three seed's a little too low. I could see them as the two. But um, I still think this team is going to be really good, personally. I just think – I don't know about you, Christian. I mean, you kind of said, like, this team just has too much talent. They just have too much talent to be bad, my opinion. They're they're not going to be bad, dude. I'm telling you, this it them and the Bucks. Those are the two best teams. Everybody else is kind of chasing them, and then you know you have your other pretenders, like I said, Knicks, the Wizards, the Hornets. Like, yeah, they 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 have they have some decent players. Like again, those are like the forty win teams. Everybody else is really chasing the Celtics and the Bucks, in my opinion. And so I, okay, again, you know, like it's. You you know you don't know injuries can really play a part. We, again, obviously we're just we're just if, if fully healthy. We are fully expecting Bucks Celtics Eastern Conference Finals, but in reality we don't know. <laughs> so That's here's like, my question, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So now we kind of got through the East. Good pacing, by the way. Good job on our part. Uh, <laughs> is there a is there a team you are looking out for that could be like a surprise team? And if you haven't named your top eight, by the way, obviously. If in you want to, if you want to, in the east or in the west, in the east, in the east, a surprise team. <sighs> Mine's the the Hawks, personally. You know, I, I I'm gonna just take the cheap answer and I'll say the Cavs, honestly. But right. um, but but it, if again, I'll bring up the Knicks because I want to talk about them a little bit. I think. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I, I think they'll be. They'll be playing. We'll probably make the playoff, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose in the play-in. But I like what I I liked what I saw from them yesterday. You know, it was a fun game. It were down 19 and came back against the Grizzlies. So the biggest thing for me this year is really just it's, it's about RJ. Like RJ, are you gonna are you gonna take the next step into stardom, or are you gonna just keep being this like meddling player? And he's gotta. It's not just on the offensive end. He's gotta be better defensively. So that's really what it's about. Brunson and Hardenstein were great pickups. They played really good. They're solid. Radish was playing out of his mind yesterday, but he's he's in a contract year, so of course one he's going to do that. One game. I'm not going too far. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's I got to see him consistently play. But but overall, I think we'll be like a 42-win team in the eighth seed. Um, but again, I just think like the top six is definitely solidified. And um, yeah, the Raptors might be a surprise too. I mean, they have – you know, they have a lot of good They're players. They're scrappy. They're hard to beat, but I don't know. This year, I'm more down on them than other years, personally. I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. This year, I, I watched them against the Celtics in the preseason, and I was like, this team can't create offense. You know, like, they they just don't have any guys that can do it, at least on a consistent basis. Um, But, I mean, they did win the first game of the year against the Cavs. The Raptors and the Heat, they're just always tough. You know, you, you can't you get coaching, they, good players. Exactly. Like they always punch above their weight, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go to the West. Um, I'm huge on the Clippers this year. I'm fully on the bandwagon for them personally. Just kidding. 
Uh, no, I, I still, <laughs> I have them as the number one seed, though. I, I'm, I'm, well, mm, no, yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with the Clippers as the number one seed. Okay. Personally, I think I think I'm very bullish on this roster. I think this is gonna be the best Clippers team ever. And I, I honestly, as crazy as it sounds, I think they're gonna win the championship. Personally. But, wow. Yeah, I, I have the Warriors number two. Um, I think something's going to happen to the Warriors that they're just going to – they're not – I don't think the Warriors are going to repeat, even with all the young players improving. Um, third, I've got – I think at third, third, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I still like them. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm thinking of this on the fly right now. Um, because I, there are a lot of teams – I don't think Denver's going to be third, personally. Um there's a lot of good you know, teams in the West too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Memphis three and Phoenix four. Okay. Um, I don't love the vibes around the Suns, even with their comeback win yesterday. There's something off about them. Five, their I'm gonna go. Really, yeah, their depth is kind of suspect too, to be honest. Five, I'm going with Denver. Six, I'm going with. Um, so yeah, so Clippers, Warriors. Uh, oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't believe I forgot about the Pelicans. Um, Don't forget the Mavs. <laughs> I'm down on the Mavs this year, hard, hard. Selling the Mavs very, very hard. Um, I'm down on the Hornets and the Mavs. Those are the two teams I'm the most down on this year. Um, I'm, I, I'm very tempted to put the Pelicans at number four. That high? Again, it, it No, really I'm not going to put them that high. I'm going to put them at six. Because, like, they're just – I feel like they're a team – they're going to have nights where they look great. Like I said, they're a wild card team. They're going to have nights where they look great, and they're going to have nights where they look like shit. That's my take. Yeah. So, um, seven, I'm going to go uh, – let me see. Seven, I'm going to go – You probably go the Mavs seven, right? Man, I just don't like their roster. I'm just going to be honest. I think they're going to regress hard this year, personally. Um, plan? But I don't like any of these other teams. I don't like Portland over them. I'm going to, I guess I'll go Dallas at seven. I'm just like, I don't know about you, Christian. The loss of Brunson is going to be big. But honestly, I like, I know Christian Wood is talented. There's something a off about him. I'm just gonna. I don't know. I. About oh, Brunson? No, 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 no. We have Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I don't love Christian Wood. There's something off about him. Like, kind of feels like if he was that good, why are teams keep you know continuing to let him go? Mm. Like he, he, well, he seems like an immature guy, and I don't love that. You know. Yeah. Person. So eight. I'm going to go. I'm just so down on this Lakers roster, but, they're, they're, but I can't pick the Kings over them. So I'm going to go with the Lakers at eight. It's just still a gross roster. Um, I don't think that highly of the Portland Trailblazers this year. So I'm going to have the Trailblazers at nine. Um, and then I'm going to have a 10, uh, the Kings. They're going to make the play in and they're going to throw a parade. That's the best Kings roster in a long time. And it's still just mid. Uh, 
I still feel bad for their fan base, though, of course. Uh, 11, and, well, the, those teams don't matter. They're all tanking. Um, <laughs> all right, Christian. Um, so we can kind of discuss uh, some teams. You know, I got some time left. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the top 10 uh, teams in the West? Like, what do you think? What, I, give me your I, opinions. Again, I think if we're, if we're talking about like absolute contenders, I think you got to go probably Warriors, Clippers, right? I didn't even throw the Nuggets in there. I just think if Jamal Murray comes back healthy with Jokic and Michael Porter, I like their team. I like their depth. Now, granted, I always say that about the Nuggets and they end up losing in the well, second round. Well, here's the thing about Denver, right? Here's mm-hmm. the thing that worries me about them. Mm-hmm. Murray's going to take time. Porter's going to take time. You got to give that team some leeway. I think they're the Denver Nuggets strike me as a team that's going to play really well before the playoffs, but they're going to struggle a bit at first. That's my take. Okay, yeah, I can see that, but they also have good depth. I like their depth. They've always they've always had a good like balance, good players. So I, I see them as a top four team. I think John Morant, as you saw yesterday, he's just a beast. And even with Jaron Jackson and Dylan Brooks being out for a while, they'll be in the mix. Um, but you know, ultimately, like, what's their ceiling? Like, who's going to be the number two on that team? They're still lacking one. They, yeah, but, but, but again, like, I think any team would kill themselves to be in the uh, this the situation of the Grizzlies. You know, with a great cap situation and John Morant, the homegrown yeah. star. Like, yeah, like, and it, they they've got all the assets in the world. Like, yeah, they're perfectly set up for years to come. The Pelicans really like they are really good too. I think if Zion stays healthy, they'll be in the mix as well. So you can't forget about them. But again, as I mentioned with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and all these other players, it's about it's about health. If he stays healthy, they'll be a good team. But but again, if he's if he's hurt, then it doesn't matter. They'll be a playoff team, but they're not going to go far. And then like again, same thing with the Clippers. Like listen, the Clippers. We always talk about the Clippers. We've talked about them since the fucking bubble, where we were like, they have the most depth. They have the most depth. They have the most talent. And end up choking. So again, can you really trust this this organization? No, I don't. But there's just something about this Clippers team that kind of you know what's crazy. Part of (laughs) part of like my twisted brain is saying this is the Celtics year. (laughs) Like Mm. even after the way we lost last year, because like guys like Brogdon don't grow on trees, you know, to get off the bench. Guys that are that good, but like. Part of me thinks that's going to be next year and that this year's the Clippers year. And that the Clippers, you know, bombers, fine. It's finally all, this is it. That's all going to come together, you know? Well, it better because this is the most depth they've had. <laughs> you know, there are other, oh, we, you know what? I can't believe I missed this team. And they're going to bump uh, the Lakers out of my playoffs. One we haven't talked about at all. And I feel like an idiot for not putting them on there. I might put them at like six or five or six. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made the playoffs last year. I forgot about them. The Twin Towers. I think they're going to be the best rebounding team in the league. That's for sure. But they're um, not going to in the playoffs. But, yeah, they'll definitely be in there. I just want to talk about the Lakers for a second. Yeah, yeah. They have – they're terrible, bro. They have no depth. They have no depth. They have no Can shooting. talk about that Matt Ryan was playing legitimate minutes for them? Like I said, he was – the Celtics bench cheerleader last year. I like like when we let Matt Ryan go, I was a little sad because I liked him as a as a person. Him and Malik Fitz were like, you know, the bench mob guys, like the Theo Pinson with the Knicks. That was their job. Yeah, you know, like that's what they did. 
But Matt Ryan is playing serious minutes for the Lakers right now. Like, he's playing right now against the Clippers. It's terrible. And, dude, Russell Westbrook, I honestly feel bad for him. He looks so checked out. He looks like he doesn't care. And what was that trade for Patrick Beverly for? Like, why? So you just had another guy who can't shoot? (laughs) What are you doing? How you add if you get rid of Westbrook because he's a – He's a high IQ guy, even though he's a prick. Like you want a guy like that in your locker room if Westbrook is gone and it's like not all awkward, you know? They're like, not that's nobody's gonna trade for Westbrook though. He's so bad. And why it, it, unless well, the, the only way it's gonna happen, obviously, is if they get two first round picks. Yeah, they get both. Like which is which essentially means the Westbrook trade amounted of terrible seasons and three first round picks given up, which is insane if you consider that. Like one of the worst. Yeah, I cleared their cap situation, you can argue. But on the other hand, like, it was that bad. You know, like, you thought you could, like, you wasted two years of LeBron's prime. When they, who, I mean, LeBron's past his prime, but, like, he's still LeBron. You know, you wasted two right. years of it. Right. And again, you know, like we mentioned, like I mentioned when they traded for Anthony Davis way back, I said, okay, yeah, great potential. He has the potential to be a top five player in the league, and they did win a championship, but... The same thing as I mentioned with Zion, the same thing as I mentioned with Kyrie, the same thing as I mentioned with Ben Simmons, the same thing as I mentioned with all these other players. He cannot stay healthy. How can you trust the guy who can't stay healthy? <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, very true. Um, so, uh, yeah, you got the Lakers who stink. I mean, the Clippers, you know, hey, John, from what I'm reading the stats, John Wall's playing really, really well. Uh, it should be right he. Up, it, what's up? He's playing pretty good right now. I'm watching. You're not watching the Yankees, Christian? No, because they're going to get swept. Why would, why would I want to watch them? Losing oh, the down 3-2 in the bottom of the eighth. <laughs> wow. I didn't see that one coming with the, with the with the lack of contact hitting and pitching that we have. I couldn't see them losing to the Astros. I mean, hey, they're going to get one more chance. But, yeah, I mean, if Bregman hits another home run here or something, it'll be 5-2. Um, anyway. Yeah, the Lakers are just a non-threat. And they're just uh, and I'm sorry, dude. It, can we talk about how great it is they extended Palinka? Like he's just awful at his job. Jeannie Bus, and I'm sorry, no one wants to say this. I'm gonna say it. She's a terrible owner, dude. He's she's a terrible owner. Like she like good for you. LeBron chose your team. If it weren't for you, like you and Jim Buss like have run the Lakers into the ground, made bad move after bad move. Yeah. What do you mean they won? They won. They won the bubble championship. In they won a resort. They won a title at a resort. Okay, but we also. I'm sorry, but you know, a lot of people have been shitting on Rob Polenka and Jeannie Bus. But let's be honest. We know who the GM of the team is. It's LeBron. This is the team he wanted. This is the team he constructed. Yeah, so he vouched for Westbrook over like Buddy Heald. He yeah, vouched for Westbrook over yes. Buddy Heald, which was. But you know, it's funny. My, my my friend Adam, my roommate Adam, made a great. Just made had a great line about it, and he said. If LeBron gets Westbrook to the finals or wins Westbrook a championship, he might be the GOAT at that point. <laughs> That's not happening. Stop it. Yeah, no, 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 no fucking way that's happening. No. Not a chance. But but like I think I think again, as we talked about like the Bucks and the and the Celtics being the top two teams in the East, I think the top two teams in the West, where you're just like, okay, yeah, these teams are just better than everybody. I think it's the Clippers and the Warriors. And the Warriors, what I like about them is how they're going to use their young guys, which is good for, like, Steph, Clay, and Dre. 
Are they good enough to get back to the finals? I don't know. But you watch them, you watch them opening night against the Lakers, and I mean, they literally go up by 20, then the Lakers cut the lead, and then, and then Clay Thompson's just like, yeah, I'm going to score about like eight points in a row here and make the league 19 again. Like, it's just unfair, bro. They have so much depth, so much talent. And it's just like, really? Like, how does this team keep winning, bro? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, like it, it's just... And, it, and then, like, you're just like, you're just like, okay, they lose Otto Porter and a bunch of guys. Oh, we're just going to replace them. We're just going to perfectly get in J. Michael, J. Michael Green and, and DiVincenzo is even, like, decent. Like, really? They just replace these guys like it's nothing. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. They just do – what they do is – unbelievable like you just it, it just makes no sense like how they do it. it it just they just draft so well and on and more to me i don't even think it's steven chenzo and jermichael green because jermichael green isn't that good anymore but like but like just think of it this way <laughs> yeah yeah like listen like i would i prefer jermichael green over blake griffin on the celtics yeah i would and you know we could talk about that real briefly the mantras <laughs> thing like oh my god when i saw that i was like oh no like no <laughs> no i do not want bad vibes mantras hero on this game no um i'm i'm very no offense to brad like i i get it like he's talented and i get it mantras hero is definitely a better player than blake griffin but like how the hell did brad really think he was just gonna ex- accept just not playing like mantras Harrell has ever been just the best teammate ever, you know, kind of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. When he was talking about not playing, I'm like, well, you're playing on a championship team, you know, like a championship caliber team. Like that's the whole reward of it. You're not going to play every night. You're only going to, Montrez would only have played if on nights Rob obviously was hurt or he barely would have played on nights he was healthy. So, um, all right. So, You've got the Warriors winning the West? Yeah, I think the Warriors are going to go back, honestly. Who do you have winning the East? I'm going to say the Bucks, but again, it's like, it's really, it, it, it really wouldn't surprise me if like the, the Celtics make it to the finals as well. Or even, even, even all the shit talking I've talked about Philly and like Brooklyn, again, it's matchups and shit could really alter things too, but I, if I'm gonna just go off of uh, everybody healthy, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bucks Warriors NBA Finals. I'll go with the I'll go with the Vegas consensus. <laughs> um, I will say if it's Bucks Warriors, I, think, I would think the Warriors are gonna win. I know the Bucks have Giannis, but like I just don't trust Budenholzer against Steve Kerr. I don't know about you. I just I that I wouldn't. That would know. be an interesting matchup. Yeah, again, the Warriors depth is better than the Bucks, so. Um. And it could also be Celtics Clippers too, you know, like those, the yeah. Celtics Clippers finals would be really interesting because like both teams are so similar. Absolutely. I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, it could be Philly Clippers. It could even be Nets Clippers. I wouldn't be surprised. I hope not, but, <laughs> <laughs> but All right, so let's... If, if, I, if I had to give like a seating wise, I guess I'll go Warriors Clippers. I'll probably say Denver Memphis is three, four. I'd say Pelicans five. Six is probably gonna be Minnesota. Seven. Am I missing somebody? Seven. Oh, I forgot about the Suns. Wow, the Suns are not gonna be seven. I think. I think the Suns will be six. I think 
the Mavs will probably be seven, and the T-Wolves will be eight. And the Lakers are not going to be good, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter to the rest of the teams. The Rockets might be a little improved. I like their team. They're getting better. But, again, I, I well, what's their – they're, like, three years away from being good, so. All right, so let, let's run through. So I, I have Bucks, Clippers, Clippers winning it all. You have Bucks, Warriors. Again, though, like I said, part of my part of my gut feeling is the Celtics. Honestly, like this is their year. I still think it's going to be 2024. That's going to be their year, personally. Um, but I mean, hey, maybe my gut is right. My gut has been right before. Don't people out there that don't trust their gut on predictions and stuff and decisions? Don't think that way. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so. That was a weird aside, by the way, by me right there. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go through some awards real quick. MVP. Luca. I'm going to go with uh, – I think Tatum was going to be really close this year, but I'm going to go with Giannis. Um, coach of the year. Oh, man. Uh, I'll say, I'll say uh, T. Lou. I think it's going to be either Joe Mazzula or Willie Green. Willie Green, think, the Pelicans head coach, right? Yeah, Pelicans, yep. Okay. Uh, I guess if they're like only a six seed or five seed, it's not like that crazy. So I'm going to go with Joe Mazzula. Yeah, I'll go with Joe Mazzula. Um, did did may win coach of the year last year? I forgot. No, he came in third. I oh, think. okay. Um, defensive player of the year. Probably like Rudy or like Giannis. I, I guess. Uh, no, who else would be good defensively? No, I'll just say Rudy again. I'm going to go with Jaden Ivey. Uh, Jaden Ivey, I'm sorry. I was, I was going to pick up for rookie of the year. I was, thinking I was about to say, what? <laughs> uh, I was going to pick up Jaden Ivey for rookie of the year. Um, or, or, or maybe I might go about Paolo, but no, nah, no. Nah. Anyway, uh, I'll be real quick. Uh, defense player of the year. I'm gonna go with Jaron Jackson. I'm gonna gonna kind of go with an off the, uh, off the. He's gonna be out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? Or a couple of months? I thought. That's a good point. Shoot, maybe Bam. I could see Bam. Obama. Mo Obama. All right, rookie of the year. I was tempted to pick Powell because I, I, I'll put it this way. I think Powell's gonna be the best one, but I could see maybe some availability. I don't even know why. This is gut feeling. Uh, I'm going to go with Jay Nivey, though. I think Jay Nivey's going to have a really good rookie year for the Pistons. Although I think the Pistons are like a year away from being good. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Jay Nivey. You know, I was thinking about Ivy, too, but I'll just go with Paolo because I – because Holmgren got hurt, and I, I can't think of any other rookies who make, like, a huge impact off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of, like, who got drafted, and I really can't think of anybody. <laughs> so um... – so let's go with uh, uh, so we did coach of the year, defense player of the year, MVP, rookie of the six, year, six man, six man of the year. Uh, Luke Cornett. Always... <laughs> oh my goodness, this one is always hard because because like I I I don't know who the fuck six men are on your team sometimes. Uh, some <laughs> of the names like maybe Malcolm Brogdon, but Malcolm Bro- here's like I think Malcolm Brogdon's gonna be awesome. I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be a stellar Celtic. I still feel that. 
But the issue, of course, with Malcolm Brogdon is how many games is he going to play? Right. Like, oh, right. He's always hurt. Right. Well, you know, I could see I could see John Wall being sixth man of the year, or maybe Kawhi if he's actually coming up the bench. And yeah, Kawhi's going to go. I don't think that's going to be a whole season thing. But I mean, I mean, John yeah. Wall's probably the the favorite to win sixth man, but I don't think he's the favorite. I mean, well, Tyler Hero's starting this year, so but Jordan Poole. That's the one we haven't brought up. Oh yeah. What about Clarkson? Do you think Clarkson would win six man on Utah? No, nah, he's gonna be unless he gets traded. If he gets traded early in the season, he's got a shot. But right now he's starting. He's Utah needs to tank, man. They're gonna give him every shot he wants. Right. Uh I was thinking about maybe somebody on the Cavs. If Levert starts coming off the bench, maybe he'll be six man, but he's not coming off the bench right now, so that's probably not gonna happen. I feel like there's some we're forgetting. Let me look this up. NBA six man of the year. Look up the favorites in Vegas and let's see if somebody we're gonna be like, oh yeah, duh. Uh Vegas. Here we go. Jordan Poole, Christian Wood, um Norman Powell. I like the Norman Powell one. That's a Malcolm brought by the way. I'm just saying this right now. Bones Highland at plus two thousand is a good bet and honestly i i might change my pick to him Holy- he could have a i'm very high on bones island i think he could have a breakout year for the for the denver nuggets that it, it would put them in an awkward position with murray you know wouldn't it like he's you know murray is a good player but you know coming off an acl tear he hasn't really been like outside of the bubble what has jamal murray really been you know he's been a good player he's been inconsistent but he's been good. He's not really he's not really a point guard, but he's not really he's more of a combo guard, but he's too undersized to be a combo guard. You know what I mean? Like he you can't really play him as as a two guard because he's too undersized. And he doesn't really he has like decent point guard skills, but it's really more of Jokic's you know responsibility. That's why I like Bones Highland, man. I'm telling you. Um, I have never heard of that. I've never heard of that name. Is he a rookie or something? <laughs> You've never heard of Bones Highland? He was pretty no. good last year for the Nuggets. Like, no, legitimately, no. Yeah, not be, no. He's not to be good. fair, to be fair, I wasn't watching a lot of Denver Nuggets games last yeah, year. <laughs> Denver, no, no. Bones Highland had a pretty. He's like sixth in this in this list. So wow, like, exactly. he, damn. He he kind of reminds me of Jordan Poole, honestly, in a way. The way he plays is pretty similar. Not like, you know, full on playing for the IG models, but like, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Bones. That's one of my bold predictions. I think Bones Highland is sixth man of the year. I think Brogdon would be if he would play more than like 50 regular season games, but I'm not sure he's going to personally. Like, I don't know, but here's here's my question, Christian. Yes. Do you think the Celtics, I mean, the Celtics ideally would want to have a good enough season where they can rest guys, obviously. But what do you think Brogdon, in an ideal scenario, is going to sit a lot of games for the Celtics, especially like with back-to-backs? I don't know, because he's not really going to play. How many minutes is he going to play? Like 25, 30? I don't well, think with, with Rob out, he could play a lot. That's the thing. If personally, I would just I would just rotate Von Lee and Griffin in with the, for those minutes, and you just I mean like again, if it comes down, listen, it's 
for the Celtics, it's not about the regular season. It's really about the playoffs, right? So yeah. Well, you why- don't want to be too, you obviously want to build some winning habits, but your goal right now, especially with the email situation, it seems like the players haven't been affected that much. But you just gotta get the top four seed, you know, get home court in the first round, just kind of figure it out from there, pretty much. Right. Be 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 a good enough team, exact is, is pretty much the point. Like, like I said, that's why I have them at 54. I think they're gonna take I don't know about taking games off, but they're they're gonna have nights where they shoot really badly and stuff like that. You know, stuff where you just kind of say it's not their night. I absolutely. That's why. Uh, so we have six man of the year, rookie of the year, coach of the year, MVP. Um, I, I got one. I got one. You're gonna yeah. like over under that Jordan yeah. Poole gets punched by Draymond Green again. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Not zero. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, That's crazy that that really happened. I, he's he's not suspended. I can't believe it. Boldest prediction this season you have, Christian? Boldest prediction. I'm gonna say the Kings make the playoffs. You know they have the roster. As crazy as it sounds, that Kevin Herter trade. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good move, man. I don't know. Oh, would, would a bold prediction be the Lakers not making even the play in? No, them? that's not bold. <laughs> okay, because I again, like you know, people are gonna think we're hating, but again, I just I just don't trust them. Like, let's be honest, it seems terrible. So you're gonna go with uh, I'll say go with the Kings. All right, all right. So what they, what seed do you have? Like eight? Yeah, I'll say yeah. They're gonna they'll be a play in team and make it. Okay, you know my want to know my bold prediction is? Yes. I think one of the six, seven, or eight seeds is going to win a playoff series this year. So the Knicks are going to beat the Celtics. <laughs> oh god. If the Knicks had a, first off, if the Knicks Celtics had a playoff series, I would like call the the uh, the bar banners, you know, the one that's right outside of T D Garden that they just built. Yeah. And just try to say, like, yeah, we should get a press pass and like a free show in there. And have you come, you come down, we'll do like a live show prior to the game and get like, you know, box seats. <laughs> you just want me to suffer. They get swept immediately, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Hey, man, you get to see the uh, playoff atmosphere, TD Garden. It's, it's, it's a, it's pretty, I mean, I, listen, I was at Celtics Bucks game five last year. One of the worst endings I've ever been at. The crowd was so insane in that game. Like, it was just bonkers in there absolute fucking bonkers i can imagine dude that that's that. yeah the, the ending was like legitimately like i i it was like you could hear a pin drop in the stadium and then you saw this one fan one kid in front of me who was a bucks fan it was like jumping up and down and i was like god fucking damn it dude <laughs> Dude, you know what I said? I, I I was like after that game, I was like, we're never winning banner 18. We're losing <laughs> game six to uh we're losing game six in Milwaukee. And I gotta give you know Jason Tatum credit and uh, you know for saying and it was funny. I kind of got uh, kind of had some good like speaking of my gut feelings, like I had pretty good two good ones last year. One of them was like I didn't think this, but like I was had a slight feeling they were gonna win game six after they lost game five because the Celtics last year were so weird. And that they were so dominant after losing a game. They didn't lose in the playoffs after losing a game until the finals. Right. Like, yeah, like that That was an insane stat. I've never seen that before. Um, 
So not only that, but I remember you can ask all my family when I was on vacation, but I predicted this. I said after the Celtics won game five easily. And I remember everyone was like, the Celtics are going to kill them in game six. The heat looked on. You know, we, everyone, everyone said that mm. before Jimmy did what he did and the Celtics choked. But I remember saying before game six, I'm like, I have a really bad feeling. And then, you know, this, this Celtics team loves to make it harder on themselves. And I said, I'm like, it kind of feels like the Celtics are going to lose game six and they're going to win game seven, you know, because that would be such a fitting way. And then, of course, in game seven, have the worst three minutes. Like, I still can't watch those last three minutes of game seven against the Heat because it was like torture. You know, was, I mean, that's a three pointer away from what's talking. I know. About. I know. I was like, and by the way, I thought that three was going in. I thought. No question that three is going. I, I was like stunned that he missed it. I mean, it all happened so fast, but I was like, "That's going in." Ballsy shot by Jimmy. You, I, I like the, I like the idea that. Yeah, I still, I still maintain he rushed it a little bit. I still maintain that was a pretty good shot by Jimmy. Go for the kill, bro. I would have done the same yeah. thing. He went for the win. You got to admire players who do that. You know, you got to admire players that go for the win. And he just came up short. Absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, bold prediction. I think a six, seven, or eight seed is going to win a playoff series this year. I think, oh, this is good. I think it's going to be one of the – I think it's going to be in the West. I don't know who it's going to be with. Maybe the three. Tillman Fertitta is at this uh, Astros-Yankees game, by the way. Uh, I just see him now. God, he's such a douchebag. Um so, uh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, yeah, so, um, we doing biggest surprise and biggest disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we'll so do biggest disappointment. Who's going to be the biggest disappointment this year? Well, I mean, everyone's going to pick Joe and beat after these first two games. Like, he looks awful. Like, he just looks disinterested. He's cost them basically two games. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to be, I'm going to say a team is going to be disappointing. And we even mentioned them, the Bulls. Yeah. They're, Man, they're I know injury they were the first. prone, injury prone, you know, really just meddling, meddling in the middle. They're very mid. I mean, do you really think they're going to be a playoff? They'll be in the playoffs, but like, do you really think they're going to make noise? Like, no way, not a chance. I think the Bulls are going to be a bad team. But I think the problem is DeRozan is so good in the regular season. You know, he's just so good. In the, but then again, on the Spurs, they didn't really want anything. I could see the Bulls kind of regressing to that point. Doesn't just, like, it kind of feels like this is a no-win situation for them. Billy Donovan, you know, is, is a good coach. He's not a great coach. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty don't down on the Bulls. I, I, would, I would pick the Knicks over the Bulls. I'll put it that way. They don't really have like, and again, people are gonna people are gonna say like, what do you mean Zach Levine's a great player? I, I just don't think Zach Levine is a top like fifteen player. You know what I mean? I think he's like fifteen. <laughs> he's so yeah. I, he, he who would you rather have, Zach Levine or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. And that's like has Kawhi also, played? Yeah. Do you think Jalen Brown could be a number one on the team? Or is he better no. as a number two? No. No, I'm telling you. Well, listen, he's getting better every year. If there's one thing I'll never question about Jalen Brown, it's his work ethic. His work ethic is serious. Like, you remember his rookie year, he could barely dribble. You know, like, he, you know, he guessed it. No, that's the one thing he still can't do. 
but like he couldn't make any threes. He couldn't shoot off the dribble at all. You know, mm-hmm. like now he's an elite mid-range shooter. He's an elite pull-up shooter. He's a much better defender. When he's locked in, he's a great defender. He just falls asleep a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be kind of interesting. Like it's, it, uh, I, just biggest disappointments. I mean, you mentioned that you mentioned the bulls. Yeah. I like the draw signing for them. I'm at that. Um, oh God, I forgot Dragic is still in the league. Jeez. I know Dragic's in the bulls, which is just weird. Um, biggest disappointment. You I still don't like the Portland Trailblazers. They really disappoint by me. Yeah, like... yeah, I guess maybe not. I just don't like that team. You know what? I'm going to say the Suns. I just think ugh, the vibes on that team are just gross. I don't know. Something about that team this year just feels – like I know last year they choked, but remember how good they were in the regular season? They won 64 games. Like they, they were dominant in the regular season, and they just sucked. Doesn't get clapped by Luka basically. And looks like the Yankees lost. Wow, like didn't didn't predict that one. Three to two. All right. Um, I guess we can end it there. Uh, so surprise. I say, what's up? Biggest surprise. We didn't even do that. <laughs> oh, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. No, we did. You said the Kings make the playoffs, and I said a six, seven, eight. Oh, oh yeah. Right, 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 right. Never all mind. Right. <laughs> we can end it there. Uh, all right. For the BX Basketball Podcast, I'm Nick Englander here with... Christian, okay. Thanks for listening.